And welcome back to Sports Track with Evan and Jack. I'm Jack Nvarsky. And I'm Evan Torsky. In today's podcast, uh, we're actually starting uh, we're talking about the Home Run Derby and not MLB scores. So uh, yesterday, as we talked about in yesterday's podcast, was the Home Run Derby. And uh, we're going to go over a, a recap of um, the rounds. So in round run, round one, uh, Luis Robert faced up uh, against Ali Rushman, where Robert won 28 to 27. Uh, even though Ali Rutschman did something um never done before in the home run derby, um switch hit and he did pretty well after he uh switched sides. I think he hit like he went on a hot streak, but uh just short. Um so Luis Robert won 28 to 27. Then Pete Alonso went up against Julio uh Rodriguez, where Julio won easily with a, a record setting 41 home runs to 21. So Julio won that matchup. Then Mookie Betts against Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vladdy won twenty six to eleven. Even Mookie Betts said he didn't have his his odds are pretty low, and I pretty much figured he's not he he's not a power. Um, he he's uh pretty much a small one out. He's he's uh, uh out of the bunch. Most of the other uh, participants were bigger and um stronger. And next, uh, Adolis Garcia went up against Randy Rosarina, where Randy won twenty-four to seventeen. And then now in round round two, Luis Robert went up against Randy Rosarina, where Randy Rosarina won thirty-five to twenty-two. And in the other side, Julio Rodriguez went up against Vladimir Guerrero Jr., where Vladdy won twenty to twenty-one. And in the finals, it was Randy Rosarina against Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Where Vladdy just won twenty-five to twenty-three, uh, joining his father. So they both um, have a home run derby championship under their belt. And I was correct with my prediction. Not the how how it got there. I but I I didn't pick the finals matchup, but I um but I did pick uh the correct winner. And so Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is the twenty twenty-three uh, home run derby champion. So just my recap for round one, uh, the main matchup that I I said that I think was going to be the best matchup for sure, uh, and I was right, Julio Rodriguez and P. Alonso. Um, I was honestly very surprised. Uh, Alonso was my champion. Um, but Julio beat him in round one. But like I did say that Julio was going to have, uh, Julio would have the crown or the crowd behind him. Uh, and he did. Uh, the crowd really got into it when Julio was batting. Uh, so yeah, that gave him a big advantage. Uh, and I was just kind of surprised that Pete Alonso didn't do as good as I thought he would. And then for round two, uh, um, Julio getting forty-one, just very impressive, a new record. Uh, and then for the finals, uh, it was a pretty, it was a good finals. I did think Vlad was gonna win once we got to the finals. Uh, but it was a very good run by Randy Rosarino. Yeah, um, Randy Rosarino, uh, he didn't get the the four hundred forty, um, two hundred forty, two hundred. Right, no, two four hundred forty uh foot home runs. So he didn't get that additional um thirty seconds. But he his more of his game plan was um quantity over quality, like um far um home runs hit. So I mean he uh came up too short, but yeah, it was a good finals, uh, uh, a good um, a good home run derby in general. 
All right, now moving into the NBA news that came out yesterday. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, forward for the Detroit Pistons, re-signed a four-year, $64 million deal uh, back with Detroit last year. Uh, and this is a pretty well-deserved contract. Last year, Stewart put up career highs of 11.3 points per game uh, and 8.1 rebounds. Uh, so he had a career year last year, and he gets the contract. All right, um, and tonight uh, is the All-Star game in Seattle. So I'm going to say the starting pitchers um, real quick, uh, and then we'll give our predictions who will win. So the for the AL manager, Dusty Baker chose New York Yankees pitcher Garrett Cole to be the starting pitcher. And National League manager um, chose Arizona pitcher Zach Gallen. Do you want me to make my prediction first? Yeah, you can go first. All right. Well, looking at the lineups, uh, I just I see the big names in the NL. Uh, you got Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna, Nolan Arenado. Uh, but the AL has Shohei Otani. Uh, I know he's not pitching. Uh, but Garrett Cole, if it wasn't for Shohei, he would be. He might be the Cy Young winner. Uh, the AL won last year, but for this year, I'm going to go with the NL. Uh, and my All-Star Game MVP is going to be Nolan Arenado. I just I just think that with, uh, they just have the better hitters. J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna, uh, Corbin Carroll, the rookie, Sean Murphy. I I just think it's an L. All right, and um, for mine, um, AL they've I think they've had a a pretty long history recently. Um, winning the winning the All Star game, and um, pretty much what uh, like you said, um, the NL has the big name players, um, but I think I'm gonna go with the AL to win. I think it's gonna be close. I, think it's gonna, I don't think it's going to be a blowout at all. I think it's going to be close down to the wire. Um, but I think Shohei will come up clutch um, So at least some point in the game um, for sure. And, yeah, I'll go with him for my um, uh, All-Star Game uh, MVP. Another, um, yeah, just uh, Shohei Otani, best player in baseball. I think yeah, he'll show out in the All-Star Game also. All right, now moving into the NFL. Uh, yesterday, news came out that the Titans uh, may be looking to trade or even release uh, quarterback that they drafted last year, Malik Willis. Willis was not very impressive in the few games he played last year uh, for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill's getting up in age. He's in the mid-30s, I think. And if they do release Willis, what is the Titans' future at QB? Well, I think... um. If they do release or trade out uh, Malik Willis, they're definitely going to have to start um, Ryan Tannehill. And if that if he gets injured or he since he's getting older, he doesn't play um, as good as he used to do. They're 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 probably going to have to go to um, um, Will Levis, which I don't know if they're ready for that yet or if they really want to. But I mean, he I think he could be. Um, Good. I, I I haven't watched much of much of him, um. But 
Um, so I think he probably could be the future for them unless they go out um, either they don't do good this year, which I don't think they'll do great this year, um, get a high pick and uh, maybe get a pick of a quarterback. But I, I don't think that would be uh, smart because if three years they pick three quarterbacks and um, like uh, in three rounds. Um, so, so if they don't, um, if they don't pick up someone or trade for someone, I think they're gonna have to go with um with Will Levis. Yeah, well, they yeah they do have Will Levis, like you said. Um, and if they do end up releasing Willis, I think Levis could be the future there. Uh, but. You could say the same thing about, like, last year they thought Malik Willis could be the future, and then he played a couple of games and didn't perform well. And Levis could end up in this same situation if that happens to him. Uh, so if we're going to the 2024 draft, I don't think, uh, even if they do still have struggles at QB, I don't think they should pick a quarterback. I think they have other roles to fill on the defense, uh, and I think they go there. I don't think they pick a quarterback. Um, but yeah, I think it's just really about, uh, how Will Levis plays. All right, now we moving on to the NBA, uh, Victor Wambanyama, we talked about him yesterday, uh, about the summer league, uh, and now he, after playing two games is shut down from the summer league. Uh, the Spurs announced that yesterday. Uh, so what would you grade 1B summer league after just playing two games? Well, um. He had he had one good game and one not so good game, um, but I think after that second game, it, it's showing promise that I think he's uh ready for the the NBA. Maybe not right instantly, but I think he'll definitely be a, a good player in the NBA for sure. Um, a lot of people, like I said yesterday, I'm over exaggerating. He's not going to be good, as he he's not a, a bust or whatever. I think I think he's worth it and good, but. So I'll, I'll I'll rate it. Um, it was solid. I mean, one bad game to get used to the NBA atmosphere. Um, but and then after in his second game, he got double double. Um, twenty seven points. Um, I don't know. I'll give it like seven. It's solid. Uh, uh I don't know. <laughs> He's, yeah. I don't know. Pretty much what I just said. I said today and yesterday. Uh, I'm going to give him an 8. Uh, it's like 7.58. I think the first game, his shooting was not very good. And then he put up a double-double, uh, which really showed people that um, he is the real deal. Um, yeah, so I just give it an 8. Like we said, like you said, we talked a lot about this yesterday. Uh, yeah, I'd give it an 8, like 7.58. All right, now moving back into the NFL. Uh, who is your your? Obviously, the Chiefs won it last year. Uh, but who is your favorite for the Super Bowl this year? Um, I'm gonna go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I they have the roster to do it. Um, they have MVP um candidate uh quarterback Jalen Hurts. They added some good rookie um talent to the team, especially on the defense. Uh, I think. Um, they have the roster to do it, and I think this could be their year. Uh, I think they're they're probably the best team in the 
in the NFC, um, in my opinion, at least. Um, but, yeah, I think they have what it takes. I think they have the roster to do it. Um, and they showed us yeah, uh, last year they could get there. This year they just, they just need to win it. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs, and they just won it last year. I think they have the best roster in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, MVP. Uh, every year this happens, the Chiefs do really well, and people try to pick a different team. It's the Chiefs. It's going to be like that for a while. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's the Chiefs, and I don't really think about it that much. All right, now moving into our NBA drafts, and today it's going to be foreign-born players. Uh, before the podcast, me and Evan picked Randley who would get the first pick, and I won yet again. So, for my team, uh, with the first pick, I'm going to take Hakeem Olajuwon, uh, two MVPs, or one MVP, two Defensive Player of the Years, uh, Hall of Famer, two-time Finals MVP. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Hakeem. All right, and um, I'll go with Dirk at my power forward. Um, won a championship for um, Dallas. Seventh all-time, I think, for scoring – yeah, I think I t- I picked him before in an, in another draft to talk. Um, yeah, he's the his mid mid range um hard to stop. All right, next uh, I'm gonna get Steve Nash. Uh, he was born in so- he was born in a- South Africa. Uh, but then in in his early childhood he moved to Canada. Uh, but yeah, Nash, uh, two time MVP. Uh, one of really uh maybe like 10 or 15 guys to win multiple MVPs. So, yeah, take Steve Nash. All right. Um, at shooting guard, I'll go with Manu Ginobili. Um, he's uh, uh, San Antonio. Pretty sure he might have came off the bench. I'm not 100% sure, but he still uh, was a great player for them with uh, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker. Um, he came up in key uh, – Key um played some key roles. I mean, um yeah. So Manu Ginobili shooting guard. Yeah, there's not a lot of small forward shooting guards. So uh, I'm gonna go get Tony Kukoc, three time champion, sixth man of the year. Uh, really was a key part in the Bulls team. So yeah, Tony Kukoc. All right. Um, I'll go for my small forward, Peja Stojakovic. Um, he's a 6'10", a small forward who could shoot uh, really well. Um, play for the Kings. I, I, he's um, I think it's a, it's a good pick uh, and a good uh, part for the team. A, a big, uh, or small forward that could shoot. So, yeah. And at my power forward, I'm gonna go with Giannis. Uh, he only really fell this far, uh, cause you got Dirk. I would, I would have picked him number two. He deserved it, but yeah. I think the pairing of Giannis and Hakeem, uh, it's really going to be hard to score. Uh, they both won a defensive player of the year, so yeah, I'll go with Giannis. All right, um, I'll go with uh, Tony Parker at point guard. Um, another part uh, with that team with Manu, Tim Duncan, good point guard, won a finals, uh, maybe a couple, but yeah, so Tony Parker at point guard. And then for me, at shooting guard, I'm going to go Drazon Petrovic. Uh, one-time All-NBA, uh, is a Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah. So, All right, so to round up my... No, uh, wait, real quick. I, my center, I'll go with uh, Nikola Jokic. Um, 
two-time MVP, um, just won a finals, finals MVP, one of the best passers in the league right now. Yeah, so Nicole Jokic at my center. All right, and to wrap up my team at point guard, I get Steve Nash, shooting guard, draws on Petroverts, small forward, Tony Kugoch, power forward, Giannis, and center, Hakeem. And for my team, point guard, Tony Parker, shooting guard, Manu Ginobili, small forward, Peja Stokovic, uh, power forward, Dirk Nowitzki, and center, Nicole Jokic. I think I would won that draft just because I think it's just going to be too hard uh, to stop Giannis and Hakeem and to just to try to score on them at all. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think you won that one too. Um yeah. All right, now into two truths and a lie. Uh and I'll start so for the NFL I have the Bills and Vikings are tied for the most Super Bowl losses with four. For the NBA I have Russell Westbrook was drafted by the Seattle Supersonics. And for the MLB, Willie Mays has the most stolen bases in an all star game in all star game history in all the games he played in with six. I got a feeling that could be like because I feel like Ricky Henderson should should have got it, um, and I know that the Bills and Vikings both have the most Super Bowl losses, and I, I don't know, he might have been drafted by the Thunder. Not entirely sure though. Um, yeah, I'll go with that actually. I'll go with he was drafted by the Thunder, not the Sonics. That is incorrect. Willie Mays actually does have the most stolen bases in All-Star Game history with six. Uh, and Russell Westbrook was actually drafted by the Supersonics. And then I think a week or two later, uh, they rebranded to the Thunder. So he never suited up in a Sonics jersey, but he was actually drafted by the Sonics. And the Bills and Vikings uh, are tied for second with the Super losses of four. Uh, the most is the Patriots and Broncos. Uh, they both have five. Patriots, like they lost to the Eagles. Uh, they lost to the 85 Bears. Uh, they lost to the Giants twice. And I can't remember the other one. Yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah, they've been to it a lot. All right. And the um, Broncos, they lost a lot in like the 80s, 90s, I think. Yeah. All right. Um, for mine, uh, Minute Bowl has more career blocks than points. The minimum. Uh, Salary in in nineteen sixty five in the NBA was one thousand five hundred dollars, and Walter Payton only has won one league wide rushing title in his career. So for the Bull Bull, uh, I do know that he does have more blocks than points. Uh, how much? What was the MLB one again? The minimum uh salary in nineteen sixty five in the MLB was one thousand five hundred dollars. 1965, that seems a little, like, later for me. And Walter Payton, I don't think he won that many rushing titles because he kind of played at the same, although I feel like the Walter Payton one is true. I'm going to go the lie is the MLB. That's, yeah, that's right, because um, the minimum was actually $5,000. Yeah, and Walter Payton, yeah, he only won one thousand uh, one rushing title in his career. Mm-hmm. And Minute Bowl um, finishes his uh, career with 2,086 blocks. Yeah. All right. Um, back into the MLB. Something different. I don't think we've ever done this before. Um, you're going to have three lives to guess the top 10 um, 
highest selling MLB jerseys at the All Star break. All right, uh, Shohei's gonna be on there. Yeah, he's at number two. Mm-hmm. I'll go with the other uh, MVP for the NL. It's gonna be Ronald Acuna. Yeah, he's at number one. Okay, Judge has got to be there. There's a lot of Yankee fans. Aaron Judge is at four. What else? There's a lot of Dodgers. Um, is Mookie on there? Yeah, Mookie Betts is at the six. Is Mike Trout on there? Mike Trout just in there at ten. All right, good. So that's I got five so far. Uh this is going to get hard. I'm gonna go Freddie Freeman. No, Freddie Freeman. Um, <clears throat> he he's at the sixteen slot. Yeah. Um. So you have two lives left. Maybe I just start thinking best players. Um. So I got five more to go. Yeah, you have Ronald Acuna, Ronald Acuna Jr., Shohei, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Mike Trout. Did you get anyone else? You got Mookie Betts, right? Mookie Betts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, are they? Can you give me a hint? Like, are they all hitters or? Are there any pitchers on there? There's no, uh, yeah, no more pitchers, no pitchers. Okay. Um, is Bryce Harper on there? No, he's not. Not not even in the top twenty. So I got one more guest left. Yeah. Um. Oh. It's kind of you guys. I got Tati. Uh, think um. Popular players. Yeah, Tatis has to be on there. Yeah, Tatis is at uh, three. Okay. I want to say Soto. I don't know, though. I'm going to go Juan Soto. No, Juan Soto, not even in the top uh, 20. Um, So you missed Jose Altuve at five. I was going to, yeah. Julio Rodriguez at seven. Oh, yeah. Matt Olson at eight, and Alex Bregman at nine. I I would I don't think I would have gotten Bregman or um Matt Olson. I probably I was thinking Astros and I really didn't think Jose Altuve would be on there anymore. Uh just cuz he's kind of fallen off a little bit. Um but yeah, I probably should have gotten Julio. All right, now moving uh back into the NBA. Should the Lake uh the Lakers re-signed Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell and made a couple of small signings? Uh should they make one more signing doesn't have to be like that huge, just someone to kind of just like help them out a little bit. I think they could definitely use it. Um, but they the the moves they made were um solid and they are definitely going to help them out uh, a lot. Um, but I mean, if they find a move that would uh work out for them, I think they should definitely uh, do it. I don't think it would really hurt them. Unless uh, they're giving up uh, some of their best players, I, I think. I think they uh, they should sign the uh, if they get a opportunity to sign someone. Um, I think they should. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they really need to make a big move. Uh, I think what helped them get to where they were was kind of like the depth they had, kind of like the rotational players play really well, like Rui Hachimura, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, 
at times they played really well, and that's what kind of got them to the conference finals. So I think they should try to keep those guys around. Uh, but, yeah, there's something out there that works. Just make a small signing. I think they were interested in Christian Wood, which would be a great center for them, uh, maybe to come off the bench. Uh, so, yeah, if, I'm sure that would really help them out. All right, next, um, moving into uh, the NFL, uh, fantasy football. Who should be the number one pick in fantasy football this year? Um, I It should definitely be um, – Justin Jefferson, because the receptions, the yards, the touchdowns, I think um, he's the, the clear uh, first overall pick, in my opinion. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Uh, he, I, we talked, I talked about this in a podcast. Uh, might have been yesterday. I don't know. Uh, but I said that I think he um, uh, is going to win Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, and like you said, especially PPR, getting receptions. And I think he has a chance to hit the 2,000-yard mark. Uh, so, yeah, I get people like to pick running backs, um, but I think Justin Jefferson would be a very good pick. All right, now moving into our final topic before our first Top 5 Tuesday. Um, would Miami, if they acquire Damian Lillard, which it looks like they are, they're the favorites right now, uh, if they do acquire Dame, would they become the favorites uh, in the Eastern Conference? I think... Um... They'll have Bam, Jimmy, and um, and Dame. It's a good uh, big three. But they then they're going up against for the the. I'm pretty sure right now the favorites are the Celtics. See the yeah. Suns. Um, yeah. That that would be tough. But I think, um, it's probably them and the Celtics in the East if they do get Dame for sure. I'm talking about like who's the fa- if would they become the favorites in the East? Yeah, uh, them and like. Uh, I think, depending on who they give away, I think they could become the... But the Blazers are going to want a lot for Dame. So, I don't know. Uh, it'd either be them or the the Celtics, for sure, if they do get them. But they got Chris Tapps for Zingas. Um, I mean, they got there last year with um, role players. And Jimmy and Bam. I think uh, I think if he went there, I think they would be the favorites. Uh, I don't think that if they get Dame, they're going to be the favorites. I would take them pretty much over everyone except Boston. I think we talked about this uh, after they got the Chris Stapps, after the Chris Stapps Rizingas trade. We talked about how I think Boston is the favorite. Uh, they're I think he's the favorite right now uh, in the East, and I think it would stay that way. I really think Przingis is the missing piece for the Celtics. Uh, not only think, do I think they're the East, cha- I don't think. Not only do I think that they're the East favorites, they're my NBA uh, title favorites right now. All right, and now uh, to end the podcast off, it's our first uh, top five Tuesday. Uh, and for top five Tuesday today, since um, the home run derby was yesterday, and All Star Games today. Uh, we're gonna do our top five home run hitters of all time. Uh, so I think I'll just go over my. I'll say my entire list, and then Evan can say. Or actually, I'll go like my five. Evan goes his five. I'll go my four. Evan goes his four. We could do it like that. Yeah. All right. So I'll start with my number five. I'm gonna go former Indian Jim Tomey. Uh, right now he is eighth right now. 
in the home run, uh, the home run hitters list, most home runs all time. He's eighth. Uh, so he's not like top five or anything. Uh, but I feel like as a Guardians fan, uh, he's one of he might he's one of the best hitters, uh, in Indians history. So yeah, I'm gonna go Jim Tomey number five. And for nine, my number five, uh, Alex Rodriguez, um, who is I'm pretty sure like fifth all time in a, in uh, home runs hit. Uh, yeah, uh, a dominant hitter with the Yankees in that era. Um, yeah, uh, him and Derek Jeter. I don't. They didn't. They didn't really get along, but uh, good duo still. Alex Rodriguez at my number five. All right, now moving on, uh, my number four uh, is going to be Albert Pujols. He's fourth all-time in home runs of 703. Last year, everyone was talking about how uh, they wanted him to get to 700, and he did. Uh, yeah, I just think uh, him on the Angels, uh, Cardinals, just one of the best power hitters of all time. So, yeah, Albert Pujols, number four. Yeah, my number four is also Albert Pujols, um, like you said. I think 703, fourth all-time. Um, yeah, uh, he he definitely um, was dominant. Uh, played for like 17, 18 years. Um, and yeah, still was hitting home runs uh, this late into his career last year. So. All right, now uh, for my number three, I got Ken Griffey Jr., uh, seventh all-time in home runs with 630. Uh, he also has the most home run derby wins with three. Uh, yeah, I think just he's iconic uh, for him as well as really the home run derby um, where he he just uh, he has the record for the most championships for the home run derby of all time. So, yeah, that's why I have him on my number three. My number three, um, as of right now, is probably the GOAT, but soon it might be Shoei. But uh, Babe Ruth at my number three. Um, might actually be third all time uh home runs. Yeah. Um, so dominant um uh, hitter and pitcher. He he it's pretty much the the old Shohei Otani, but yeah, Babe Ruth. I think he has like seven hundred seventeen home runs. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but uh, yeah. So Babe Ruth in my number three slot. Yeah, just the reason I didn't include Babe Ruth. I just think if you look at his swing, I get the stats. He's third, like you said. But if you look at the, his swing uh, compared to the other guys, like uh, the guys that have like Pujols and the other guys uh, I have for one and two, I just don't think it's the same as them. So that's why I don't have him on my list. Uh, but for my number two, I have uh, Hank Aaron, second all-time in home runs. Uh, with 755. Um, yeah, he's just, I believe he played for the Braves. Um, yeah, he's just one of the best all time, number two. Uh, so yeah, number two, Hank Aaron. Yeah, my number two is also Hank Aaron. I'm pretty sure they made the All Star game, uh, I mean, the home run derby. I think he was the winner of the first one. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, um, second all time in, um, home runs hit. Yeah, he's just, uh, uh, second best, uh, or, yeah, second most, uh, home runs hit, and, yeah, so Hank Aaron, my second. 
right. And then for my number one, I'm sure it's your number one too. Uh, most home runs all time. Uh, best, I believe he has the best on base percentage ever as well. Uh, Barry Bonds, most home runs all time, 762. I get steroids, that's what everyone talks about, but still, I mean, 762 home runs is very impressive. So, number one, I got Barry Bonds. Yeah, my number one is also Barry Bonds. Um, uh, pretty easy uh, for number one. Um, he said the most home runs of all time, 762 or whatever. Um, even though he was on series for a part of it, uh, still very, very impressive, uh, what he could do. Um, and yeah, so Barry Bonds, uh, number one, uh, home run hitter of all time. All right. And that, uh, wraps up, uh, today's podcast. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed. And as always, I'm Evan Swarski. And I'm Jack Zavarski. And I'll see you next time. Peace.